have we have we considered hitting record first? See what happens when we don't have Jordan. We we don't really consider hitting the record button. So I don't know if Arthur will leave that in. That'd be great. But uh, let, let me let me start the podcast. Welcome to the Sickos Committee Podcast. <laughs> this is Corvallis Love. And here we're talking about week seven. Oh, yeah. Commission, my dad listens to this podcast. <laughs> so does my dad. Oh, God, I just realized that. <laughs> welcome. Welcome to the Sickos Committee Podcast. This is Commission. Thank you for listening to another wonderful episode. Uh, and we, we definitely, definitely love to have you here tonight. Uh, Jordan is out, uh, dealing with some family emergency, but, uh, we, we, we're getting signs that everything's okay. So we're, we're good to, uh, we're glad to hear that. I, I have Beth, I have our, our master spreadsheeter, Kevin, and then of course we have pit girl and we have Arthur on the ones and twos, threes and fours. I don't, I don't know. How many do you have there, Arthur? Saying ones and twos in the first place implies that I'm using turntables to, produce the podcast and i am not okay i have one steering wheel on my desk but okay. i don't use it when i when we pod so it's <laughs> it's really just zeros okay on the ones and zeros uh, so are we yeah the binary code uh this is arthur's on uh well we have arthur on the steering wheel definitely it, we're already off track on the podcast so we're off to a good good start beth how are you this evening i'm swell it has it has been a lovely day all is well in the world of beth how are you today, Pit Girl? I'm good. We also have the master spreadsheeter, Kevin, here to be on a normal podcast where he's not literally spreadsheeting, typing, and clicking on a podcast, just to, just a podcast with us. How are you tonight, Kevin? Excited to be here and actually be on here. I listened back to last Tuesday's episode, and I think I said like four things the whole evening, but... Um... <laughs> I'm uh, much more relaxed than I was half an hour ago after that uh, intro there, Kamish. <laughs> Feeling very smooth jazz now. Oh, yeah, that's right. Let's get to week seven. No, uh, Jordan says he wanted to bring up something inane to start with. He wrote this and he could call what he says inane, but he's not here. Whatever it was, Jordan, ha have fun. But let's go into to week seven. Of course, we're going to start with the acc network schedule which we do every preview podcast let's let's start with this one which is going to be a lot of fun because we we at 5 30 a.m on saturday october 14th we start with the weird number one the story of the 1999 florida state football team then at 6 30 a.m we we get a replay of the georgia tech versus miami game <laughs> oh, oh my god oh, no. play the hits acc network <laughs> my god no. mike ryan good morning have some acid reflux mike ryan don't watch mike ryan from the levitar show don't watch it put the acc network away then after that we get we're number one florida state again uh the story of 1981 clemson football no. oh no then after that at 10 30 a.m that's eastern time we get three-day weekend rally or raleigh i said it wrong <laughs> 
Well, and and that one is marked new. Mm. It is new. Yeah, so apparently this is new. It says, Jess Roy travels to ACC college towns, introducing fans to historic spots, popular restaurants, and establishments, while giving viewers a taste of what the area has to offer. Uh, Now I'm like in my head. I don't even know I can say the word right anymore. So it's Raleigh. Raleigh, North Carolina. If they don't have a race there called the Rally in Raleigh, then what are we even doing? Uh, it's got to be a bike race. And there needs is there any hills? There, there needs to be a bike mm-hmm. race. There. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Let's got to do that there. Then at uh, 11 a.m., we have three-day weekend in Charlottesville. I'm a little bit more confident pronouncing that name. Then at 11.30, we have ACC legends Bobby Bowden. Then at 12 p.m., we have twice as nice, the legend of Charlie Ward. <laughs> Then at 1 p.m., we have We're Number One, the story of 1990 ACC football. We really got to get some more number one ACC. There's there's a lot of, I think every week we repeat We're Number One, 1999 Florida State, 1981 Clemson, and 1990 football, which Virginia was ranked number one, and and also Georgia Tech. Then at 2 p.m., we have ACC Huddle. 3.30 p.m., we have Wake Forest versus Virginia Tech. That should be fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like the last time they met. No, they, they met way. But like, you know, the, the VTOOWF. Yes. With the Frank Beamer gif, uh, gif, you know. The Wolf game. The Wolf game. VT Wolf game. When was the 0 0 game? It was 2016? 2014. 2014. Oh, God. Oh, God. It was that long ago. Almost wow. a decade. Yes. No one was alive then. Wow. I have just crumbled into dust. The, the near time was a mistake. And, and you know, Pit Girl is, is contemplating her mortality right now. Mm-hmm. Always. Just, which is what you want to do on a podcast about college football. Or <laughs> loosely based on college football, I guess. But... Oh, look, the void. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens. When I was in back... my senior year of college. <laughs> this is what happens when we go back in time to talk about that game about Wake Forest and Virginia Tech. Uh, I just Googled that, that game, game and the first thing that comes up is a five-year retrospective on it from 2019. <laughs> Drop the retrospective in the chat for the Patreon there. I will. <laughs> After that, we have ACC Huddle. Uh, and then uh, the nightcap, NCAA football. It's NC State versus Duke. Hmm. Interesting. Night game. Okay. That'll work. And then we finish it off with some more ACC Huddle, where they talk about the ACC games that took place. For the looks of it, they're going to huddle after that for the next five hours. Yeah, there, there'll be a lot of huddling. The commitment to delay of game is impressive. <laughs> Let's go to the CW network because we have to do the CW network update too. That's that's what we, we do. Girl, you I got do. this. I do. Uh, I am pleased to provide you with this week's CW update. As always, feature dude. it when I read it, featuring the CW Central PA. The only CW that we acknowledge. Yeah, that's right. Starting at, at midnight, we've got two episodes of The Neighborhood. We've got a couple of episodes of Bob's Burgers. We've got a couple of episodes of Family Guy. We've got a couple of episodes of the Goldbergs. And then at 4.05 a.m., we have a Maury episode. 5 a.m., Heartland on the Ropes. 6 a.m., Murdoch Mysteries, The Witches of East York. I'm choosing to believe that this is East York PA. Yeah, absolutely. 7 a.m., paid programming, unclear what kind. 7.30, H2O times 5, super powerful 5-in-1 multi-use steam cleaner. Ooh. I mean, it feels like that's a commercial that should be Which, on the ACC network. So how many how many uses? How many uses we are, are we getting, getting out of it? Five uses. Out of this mm-hmm. steam cleaner. All right. So we're gonna make dumplings with it. We're going to be able to uh straighten our pants mm-hmm. with it. We're going to be able to iron the cat with it. We're gonna open our pores with it. It'll, 
right open the pores and um what else power a very small train yes that's, that's five. five that's mm -hmm. all five from 8 a.m to 10 a.m we have a two-hour block of jack hannah's into the wild 10 a.m pet vet dream team above and beyond 10 30 a.m the open road with dr chris canadian adventures 11 a.m heartland on the ropes noon we have paid programming again unclear what kind 12 30 p.m we get some relief from inf inflammation and then at noon live laugh golf live golf leave jetta day two runs from one to six thirty, and that runs straight into louisville pit as, as god, god intended it's just a nice slow ramp up into a good old-fashioned relaxing college football game <laughs> yeah, that's one way of putting it that's basically what's our appetite for week seven very 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 excited for that as for the sickos committee game of the week we, we kind of have a dilemma on our hands inside the committee. If you follow us on the Twitter account, you, you probably do. Uh, we didn't necessarily have anything calling out to us this week for to being the top game of the week. So we have, you know, a couple that, that are some nominees up top in the beginning. We'll go over those, and then we're going to talk talk about those and, and see what we feel and where we come down with the Sickos Committee game of the week because this week feels like there's a bunch of candidates, but just nothing is jumping out at us. So we'll, we'll go... And we'll start on Thursday night. It is the West Virginia at Houston game. We have dubbed this the Holgo Bolgo. Buy one Holgo, get it, get one free. That's right. Buy one Holgo, get one free. Or buy one, get one half off. I don't, I don't know. Two for one Holgo. No, no Holgo. Don't take it half off. Don't. This <laughs> feels like if it's the Holgo special, it, it, it's like you go to the gas station. It's like two for three Monster Energy drinks or Red Bull. Like, that's the deal you get. You see that, like, plastered to the, the gas station door. It's a regular monster and then one of the um, hard, the Beast Unleashed monster alcohol drinks. Oh. I can't believe those exist. I mean, I can believe those exist, but I also can't believe those exist. <laughs> I have some downstairs. I could drink one right now. Oh, dear God. Are we to assume? I always Are those even legal in that... Pennsylvania? Did you buy those in state? Yeah, I got them at Giant Eagle. Huh. But we can't get Hard Mountain Dew here. What the hell, Liquor Control Board? This game is going to be a mess because this game doesn't know how to be anything other than a mess. It will be extremely sickos. I don't know what is going to happen. This game could be a blowout and still look like an absolute mess. Hmm. It could be. How do we know what this game knows to be? Because these teams have never played before. But Well, I mean, not in conference, right? No, never. They're on our spreadsheet of teams that have never played hmm. before. Yeah, really? Yeah, I don't. Because I've had this circled for like two years. <laughs> okay, I don't know who put the score in here. It says sixty-one forty-one at West Virginia. Oh, that's that's um that's Holgo's re uh, record at both teams. Oh, okay. Oh. I was just as saying, the I was coach like... of WVU and as the coach at Houston. Okay. I assumed anyway that would the math would be about right. Yeah, I I've been looking at that. I have no idea what those numbers. Yeah, are. I don't know. Jordan, these two teams have never played. Jordan's before. got notes in here, and we have to decipher them. It's it's a little bit different. Jo Jordan is leaving so, yeah. us cryptic clues as to what yeah we got to figure this out. We have to stop. Like Jordan is screaming at his car speakers two days from now. <laughs> Listener, what you're experiencing right now is we're actually having a group seance right now, trying to like touch Jordan's spirit and see what he's trying to tell us with his cryptic words. <laughs> We don't have podcast notes. We have a weird Ouija board. Yeah, it just says sixty-one forty-one at West Virginia. I was assuming that was a game. Uh, and then like 20, 29, 23 at Houston. But I was like, if that's his record, I mean, he could have. I must have been drunk or dead at the time. I just, you know, uh, so if they've never played, I'll take Kevin's word for it. 
Uh, this one seems to have West Virginia favored analytically, about a 75% chance. Uh, Houston, about 24% chance. It's got West Virginia projected to score nearly 28 points. How? Yeah. Show your work. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Very carefully? Yeah, sure. Beth, how many games does West Virginia have to win for them to be good this year? I... <laughs> yes. They could win all of them, but I, I still will stand. I will stand pat that they are very bad this year. It, I know what I've seen. It would, it would be really hilarious if West Virginia did like the TCU thing last year, <laughs> where, where somehow they just kept winning when they're not supposed to be, and then they wound up in the title game, and then it, it goes all horribly wrong against Georgia. Would you enjoy that, Beth, or no? Actually, yeah, I would. Yeah. Like, I, I'm capable of watching them and just being like. I told I got nothing. No, you just be like sense. you're like I told you the whole year I've been trying to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to we're going to stagger into like a 10 and 3 Iowa versus 11 and 2 West Virginia bowl game somewhere. Jesus Christ. <laughs> would that be an orange bowl? Our offense would score like negative 14 to negative 28 points. <laughs> We would save Kirk Ferentz's job all by ourselves. We're infinitely capable of throwing enough pick sixes to save him in one game. We started this pod invoking Virginia Tech 0-0 Wake Forest, and now we're talking about this game. <laughs> we, are, we, are, that would we are bringing whatever curse directly upon ourselves. We're asking. For like, Pickerel, you know. You I saw. You saw. You know what would happen. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You know the hell mouth that would be opened. Mm -hmm. We would all have to go to that game. Yes, we would. Both of those teams are four and one, and they've both lost to the same team. So oh my they are God. right next to each other in my quality loss rankings right now. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> just, just the jankiest ass Outback Bowl. I want this so bad. I'm trying to speak this into existence, and I'm not sorry about it. Honestly, fair. I'm into it. Yeah. I don't deserve nice things. <laughs> yeah, that, it, it feels right. It'd be nice. Like a marquee game, like an after New Year's Day bowl game. Oh, it'd be perfect. It'd be great. I mean, we don't rank bowl games, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, but as far as as far as this West Virginia-Houston game goes, this is going to be the equivalent of, like, the kid who gets their tongue stuck to the frozen telephone pole. Only there's going to be 11 of them, and West Virginia will somehow probably manage to win the game anyway. So if you want to watch that game, by, oh, you'll have a great time on Thursday night. All right, before Beth has a, a full breakdown, let's move on to another <laughs> Thursday game. We have SMU at East Carolina. Uh, this one doesn't seem to be really analytically close, but you kind of got to throw the records out when you play a Thursday night game in, in Greenville, North Carolina, right? And other pirates are first down. Just, I'm looking at the, the graphs from our friend Stats of War, Parker, uh, on Twitter, and there's a lot of red on East Carolina's mm -hmm. like offensive side of things and their defensive success rate. So, yikes. SMU seems rather balanced, but... SMU's favored by 11. That's a little bit of a, a tricky one. I think we're going to know pretty fast in this game if it's going to be interesting. This this strikes me as one of those games where it could get out of hand kind of early. If it does, then, you know, it like if this doesn't look interesting at the half, go ahead and turn it off. But if East Carolina is keeping it fun and feisty, then this could be fun going down the stretch. This is, this is one of those that's like a, a secondary watch for me 
I don't know where the rest of you guys are, but that's sort of that's sort of where I am. This is one that I would like watch on my score bug and this one for you is is definitely secondary because you got the the Hogo Boko. I can't yes. even that. you got that one going on at the same time. So I yes, I do. Yeah, so I don't know. Yes. I'm curious about my that. My birthday one. my birthday eve is hopping this year. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> on Friday, we got Tulane at Memphis. Tulane has not won in Memphis since 1998. They've been conference mates for a good bit of time, but Tulane does not have much luck in Memphis. Tulane actually won twice in Memphis in 1998. They beat Memphis, and then they also won the Liberty Bowl. There you go. So Tulane Bay 40, Commission's calling. (laughs) I don't know, man. Tulane and Memphis. That's what I'm hearing. Tulane and Memphis, they get together. There is some wild games that typically happen. They are, like, both are really good teams. Both want to take the lead in the American race. This is a big one. Uh, this would be fun to watch. I think it's going to be kind of uh, a little bit of high scoring back and forth. Ken, they, I feel like both teams are going to pull out trick plays. So I'm ready for stuff like that. Anything can happen in Tulane Memphis so long as Memphis wins is what I'm hearing. And Memphis, yes. Unless it's 1998 and you have uh, head coach Tommy Bowden and offensive coordinator Rich Rodriguez. On Saturday... We go to Michigan State at Rutgers. Do we have to? Do you know what podcast you're on? <laughs> oh, never. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have to. <laughs> Rutgers is favored, Beth. Of course we have to. Favored, oh, okay. Favored never mind. Rutgers. Favored Rutgers. Uh, Rutgers is favored by five and a half. Whew. That's a lot of points for Rutgers, but is that is five and a half? Five and a half is the line, right? Because Parker's numbers have them have them with nine more projected or ten more projected points. Oh yeah! Holy cow! Yeah, eleven even. <laughs> eleven even. Math is hard. If we're, if we're doing rounding, math is hard. Math is hard. That's right. Definitely. I don't know. This would be fun. It's in Piscataway. Early morning, should be a blast. Uh, but but Rutgers is favored, and and Jordan, I have to say this multiple times since you have this in on the notes in all caps. Favored Rutgers, favored Rutgers. Talk to your so kids Jordan about is with maybe us. kind of good, at least potentially bowl eligible Rutgers. Yeah, there's a lot of blue on the Rutgers side of Parker's preview here. Yeah, talk to your kids about Big Ten East powerhouse Rutgers. Yeah. The monsters of East Rutherford. I mean, Big Ten East fourth does place contain in the Big Ten East Rutgers. Big East, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm it, hearing. It works. What I yep. hear. And Rutgers is easily the eastest of them. <laughs> the eastest. Okay. I feel like why is that like feel like solstice in my head? But okay. <laughs> <laughs> my words good. I got a hold of green words once. Yeah. All right. <laughs> also at eleven. <laughs> Jordan's never going to let us alone ever. No, he's like, no, you guys are not going to be able to podcast without me. He's going to listen to this and just be like, what did you do? I don't, I mean, <laughs> we, we have, Jordan kind of keeps us under control somewhat, I guess. I have no idea. <laughs> and now he knows. Yeah. And now he'll never stop letting us know about it. Yeah. All right. On Saturday. A very normal show. On, on Saturday at 11 a.m. Uh, Central, of course, uh, we have Iowa State at Cincinnati. This one is, is is like raised my eyebrows mm-hmm. as a potential. This one speaks to me. Yeah. This, yeah. This one, I'm like, I'm like, hmm. Cincinnati's trying to get their first Big Twelve win. Iowa State had a pretty good performance against TCU last week, and they're now three and three. But then looking at the Parker's preview, this is essentially it's a coin flip. Since he's favored by four, 
Uh, looking at the projections, it's about a it's about a one point difference. So this one seems to be very close. Also, early morning, Cincinnati, Iowa State, Cincy. It's, it's got like like a really really early morning New Year's Day bowl. Mm. It's like like the Gator Bowl or something. I don't know. This one is very intriguing to me, and and could be up there for the game of the week. There's there's multiple other ones there. Um, in our replies, we got a lot of folks replying with that one. And I th- I think this one could be could be fun. This one has kind of that random number generator feel yeah. that I I do love a lot. Plus, like I'm gonna like hot tip for our for our dear friends at Message Board Geniuses, hang out on the on the Iowa State message boards like day after this game, because fun fact for away fans who've never been to Nippert Stadium before. They seat your fans directly behind the uh, your own player's bench, and you can't see the game at all. You have to watch it on the Jumbotron. You're, like, directly behind people and can't see anything. And so you get to, like, watch people melt down in the message boards about, I paid all this money to travel from Ames, Iowa to Cincinnati, and I couldn't even watch my team. I had to watch it on the Jumbotron. That should be a really good time. This is a time. useful thing to know as a Pitt fan. Thank you. Hey, no problem. Yeah, never, ever, 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 ever buy from your team's allotment at Nippert. Duly noted. That being said, Nippert is an awesome stadium, and you should go if you get the chance. You should, just don't sit low. (laughs) I mean, I would say I'm kind of someone right now that doesn't want to see my team play football, so I think that's actually ideal for me. That's true. (laughs) Oh, yeah. If if you happen to be a Pitt fan, consider this like, this is like the solar eclipse glasses of... (laughs) Of football. This is here for your safety. Yeah, you can sit down there and see if Phil Dracovic is hanging out with the quarterback's coach or the tight end's coach. Real questions. We'll get there. Mm -hmm. After that, uh, we have a lot of uh, mentions for this one. It is Temple at North Texas, 11 a.m. Speaking of eclipses. Yeah. So apparently this game is going to be in the path of an eclipse. That should be interesting when the eclipse is occurring. Also, PSA, like, wear your eclipse Yeah, don't look at the sun. Don't look, don't look at the sun. It's real bad for you. Protect your eyes from the sun and Protect also pit eyes. football. Mostly pit football. So like welding mask, eclipse glasses, try to look at the sun through filter Kovic, whatever works. It doesn't look like in North Texas it's going to get that totality. I think, what is it? That was the one in 2024. So the one that's happening there, it, it appears they're going to be about 80% totality. Places where the and the totality for annu, annularity runs through, listener, Eugene, Oregon, Alturas, California, Whoa, Battle Mountain, Nevada, Richfield, Utah, Albuquerque, New Mexico, and San Antonio, Texas. The duck is about to have eclipse glasses, and I'm here for it. Is the game, the Washington game, is it in Seattle or is it in Eugene? I think it's in Seattle, right? Yes. Uh, uh, we get deprived of puddles with eclipse glasses. Yeah, the eclipse also runs through. I mean, he'll probably like still wear them local, anyway. So, another high mention getter we had. Oh, we didn't even talk about Temple in North Texas football wise. Yeah, it, it should be an interesting matchup. They're about <laughs> evenly matched teams. It should be fun. Both both teams seem to be able to put up a lot of points and not necessarily stop too much. That should be fun on its face football wise. But moving on, we'll talk about another one that 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 got a lot of mentions and replies to our tweet was Navy at Charlotte, which is a, a conference game now. Also, Temp- Temple, North Texas is a conference game. And I, again, that- am doomed to forever what? have smush face. Ah! 
That is a conference game too. So yes, those are two two American conference games back to back here. Sure. I don't know what to expect here. I I, I don't know. Uh, like Biff Biff Pogey's men not been playing great lately. They have been covering, but Navy's favored by like three, I think. Hmm. But ESPN matchup predictors they say that the miners have a sixty nine percent chance to win. Nice. Yeah. So That's maybe. surprising. I have sort of the same vibe about this game as i initially did about army bc where like i know navy's not navy but i feel like there's a good chance they'll just sit on charlotte for four quarters we have toledo at ball state at one this one was a little bit lopsided i don't know why it made it to the top i don't know did jordan not do the shuffle here it didn't seem like okay he didn't get my updated list he took the just list of games that we had thrown out there Toledo at Ball State. Uh, Toledo's favorite. They're doing well in the MAC. Ball State. It'd be a surprise, I think, if Ball State wins this one. Uh, Toledo's kind of the one of the top three teams in the MAC. You kind of think that they should beat Ball State, but if the MAC does MAC a little bit here, maybe Ball State gets them in Muncie. So moving on, we got we got an SEC battle between two teams that are that have fan bases with with high expectations. But the teams are not necessarily matching those expectations early in the season. So this could be a little bit of a fun message board geniuses game here. It is Florida at South Carolina. Are you sure you're <laughs> not also talking about Auburn LSU? Again, Auburn LSU fans always overreact to everything. So that's almost common. At message board geniuses, they sent us a DM and they were like, uh, we heard on the podcast that Jordan was, was dipping his toe into message board. And... <laughs> and they said, well, you know, we heard him talking about going to Tiger Droppings. And he's like, you know, if you want to dip your toe in it, that's a good place to start. Is it? it <laughs> it's just a little meth. Just some light meth. <laughs> Recreational meth. We're going to start by dipping our toe into a bubbling pool of toxic waste. We are dipping mm -hmm. our toe into the dip from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is trying meth when you've never had caffeine. <laughs> It's really the same if you think about it. Brand go fast. So Jordan put a note here for this game. He says there isn't a Spurrier trophy for this game, and it makes him incredibly sad. So I was thinking about that. Okay. And what I desperately want, because the Spurrier of Florida and the Spurrier of South Carolina are two very different Spurriers. Mm. I desperately want like a comedy tragedy mask of Steve Spurrier. We got like hate mask Spurrier and elder statesman Spurrier. Yes. I want that so badly. And I'm so sad that, that Jordan is not here to make this weird brain worm of mine into a real thing. Well, you gotta, you gotta write it down. Okay. Would you do like one of those Mardi Gras masks where one's like really happy? Yeah. And then the other one's like just sad. Yeah, and either like split down the oh. middle or like true comedy tragedy. You could talk me into either one. Spurrier. Two-Face Spurrier. Yes. <laughs> I want that so badly for this game. Two-Face Spurrier oh. flipping a coin to determine the outcome of this game. Oh. Perfect. Yeah, my in my head, I just had like a visor card from Cypress Wood or something like that, but yours is far superior two-faced sprayer i like that he's gotta he's gotta make that work somehow it's the duality of hate and ass man bull 
run it till they stop it or the coin tells me to play call a different play (laughs) (laughs) god art really does imitate life (laughs) we already we already broke the podcast and ruined everything from this point by talking about wake forest at virginia tech i mean this year should be interesting right i mean virginia tech's showing signs of life wake is trying to maintain bowl eligibility here this one's at lane stadium 230 in the afternoon central time i feel like this this may have a shot for the game of the week too but i feel like if there was some more drama like wakey leaks into the game like you know something like that i don't know i don't i don't feel any sickos game of the week heat here like it's gonna be ranked high but i, I don't feel like game of the week no no i see that it's gonna be a high ranked one, but I just don't I don't feel like that it has some storyline to put it over the top. No. I don't know. This is this is just some like ACC network being ACC network right now. Doesn't mean yeah. that it Wake Wake Forest did score twelve points last week. That's true. Well that was against that was against Clemson in that weird seventeen twelve game, which I didn't think we talked about. I think we did <laughs> neglect to talk about that game. Yeah, that one was one that we may have glossed over, and we apologize to the Wake fans. Clemson fans were probably thankful for that. But yeah, this one, I don't know. I don't I don't necessarily have a read on it. I don't have, it's it's a close matchup. You know, Virginia Tech's trying to get there. They're favored by one and a half. Tech is two and four. Wake is three and two. This is essentially a coin flip based off of the ESPN metrics. It's, it's 49 and a half to 50 and a half. Mm. You know, Wake's, Wake's quarterback's probably got a good Detmer score. I'm just looking at his his, his line. He's thrown for uh, 1,150 yards, nine touchdowns, and five interceptions. So that, that may be something to look for. And then I think uh, Virginia Tech's starting quarterback, uh, Grant Wells, got hurt. So they had another quarterback going. So it looks like uh, Jones, I believe. Yeah, he, he started. Or, Jones, he played yeah. a lot or started, I think, in the pit game. And he was mm. well, he's pretty good. There were some funny headlines because it was like drones drive VT to win over pit as though the football team is automated. I mean, that's what, you know, Brent pride does. He, he automates his, his offense, Kansas at Oklahoma state. We got the Jayhawks at the Cowboys, Kansas looking spicy. Uh, Jalen Daniels still out. The mean bean machine is back. Again, leading the helm, which is kind of normal. Uh, you know, Jalen Daniels has been dealing with a back injury all year. So it's, it's relatively normal that they're operating with the mean bean machine. And, you know, Oklahoma State coming off of a nice win over K-State, welcoming in the 5-1 and one Kansas Jayhawks, ranked 23rd Kansas Jayhawks. I don't feel like this has, like, high sickos energy, but it has some but it's not that weird night game i don't think we're gonna get cowboy batman again we may though it'd be cool if he came to the game as bruce wayne this time (laughs) (laughs) cowboy batman is not the night cowboy batman is the mid-afternoon i just find myself wondering at one at what point do we find ourselves in anxiety game situations for mike gundy Are, are we getting there i feel like we might be all right, we go to our, our defending Sickos national champions. Also, our Sickos shirt showdown of the week. It is Iowa at Wisconsin. Since Iowa is our defending 
national champions. We were able to get home field to give uh, us like a crew neck sweatshirt with an incredible 25% discount. It's an amazing sweatshirt. I, I love it so much. I, I may need to purchase it myself. I mean, it just says fight for Iowa and you got like Herky giving a stiff, a stiff arm, which is just amazing on it. And it's just like a nice charcoal sweater. And you also got the freshman Bucky the Badger around the outline of Wisconsin. Fantastic t-shirt. Regarding the game, it is the Heartland Trophy. This one seems to be really, really vital importance in the Big Ten West. If if somebody is going to just like not necessarily run away with the Big Ten West, but the standings are very important here. Wisconsin's 2-0. In the Big Ten West, uh, Iowa is two and one, uh, but both teams, uh, Wisconsin four and one, Iowa five and one. So people were like, hey, this needs to be the Sickos game of the week. And I'm like, well, this is kind of just this is classic Big Ten West football. But the fun thing for me here is watching Wisconsin's new offense try to go against the Iowa defense here. Yeah, we'll see how that how that shakes out for Wisconsin. I have not watched a ton of wisconsin but i know that they are still trying to figure themselves out on offense they're in that like awkward teenager stage transitioning away from what they were to what they will become i feel like that's not gonna play well with iowa's defense but i guess we'll find out additional important question do we know how much the heartland trophy weighs i i have no idea i know replicas are around five pounds because i pulled up the wikipedia page to check Wikipedia warns us at the top of the page that the Iowa-Wisconsin football rivalry may not meet Wikipedia's general notability guidelines. What? And then it states that the Heartland Trophy is a brass bowl presented to the winner of the annual game. The rivalry is over 100 years old, but the trophy is relatively new, first presented in 2004. Mm-hmm. It weighs 74 pounds. Okay. It's also, in my opinion, the uh, it, it would win my prize for most likely to be a repurposed Indiana Jones fertility idol that someone just cobbled onto an old bowling trophy. Yes. Yeah. This, this definitely could have been recovered from the ruins of uh, Mesopotamia somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That bowl is very, very Tigris river Valley circa 3,500. <clears throat> BC. Yeah, like the rains in the Indus River Valley have never come correctly since this was taken from its resting place. This bull was there when and the epic of Gilgamesh was born. <laughs> right. Do we want to ask Jordan's question that he has in the notes? Oh no, we're going to avoid that. I think it's a reasonable question. Okay, so Jordan's question was, was this the trophy that was supposed to have giant balls? I mean, I mean, it was supposed to have, it wasn't it supposed to be a bull? Because it looks like a steer. I assume that's why it was supposed to have giant balls. So then you know it's a bull. Um, Could have been the D's Nuts trophy. Uh, the first Google re- review or result I found is an SB Nation article from 2017 titled, The Iowa-Wisconsin Rivalry Trophy is a Bull that Used to Have Testicles. <laughs> So so it is canonically a steer. I'm trying to see when that changed. <clears throat> They've played for the trophy since 2004. Former, I, I scrolled down, I found the same article, scrolled down. 
Former Iowa player Frank Straub designed and built the third version, currently in use. Description of the second version of the trophy. So there have been three versions of this trophy, even though it's only existed for 20 years. Wow. Second trophy, quote, it had some balls on it at first, chuckles Jones, Strupp's co-collaborator at the Big Ten Traveling Trophy, and president of Russell's Trophies and Engravings in Urbandale, Iowa, a western suburb of Des Moines. And then he took it over and showed Bob Bowlesby. I think it was Bowlesby who said, yeah, we can't have those balls hanging down there. No problem, said Strub. I got this. Quote, I'll never forget when Frank took the little exacto knife and just, shoop, Jones says, swinging half that hand like a pretend blade. And they dropped off. Happy Eunuch Week, everybody. <laughs> There's also a picture of the original Heartland trophy in here. I am, hopefully uh, the link opens. We'll find out. That link is not opening for me, unfortunately. Uh, man, Elon really did ruin Twitter. Anyway, shout out to <sighs> okay. Alex Kirshner and to SB Nation, which used to be a great site. All right, moving on from uh, a trophy that now has no balls. <laughs> I don't know how am I supposed to... Are you trying to steer us out of this? I'm trying to steer you out of it. I'm trying to steer you out of it, yes. Oh, my God. Uh, Let's go to another game that... I would say I'm sorry, but we all know I'm not sorry. No, you're not. You're not at all. Maybe a game that... No, I can't even, like, work this in. You know? I can't... Meanwhile... (laughs) Maybe this... No. Auburn at LSU. I am not trying... (laughs) I am not trying to use balls... As a segue into Auburn and LSU, I could not do it. Uh, Meanwhile, on Tiger Droppings. Yeah. (laughs) This is Auburn at LSU. This game is always weird. Like, these two teams get together. It's always weird. Don't necessarily know if it fits the definition of Sicko's Game of the Week here. But it is weird. It is strange. You have LSU with no defense. You have Mr. Freeze. Coming in to his first Auburn LSU game. I mean, he he did have experience with Ole Miss LSU. It's going to be interesting, to say the least. Uh, you kind of think LSU should win this game, which makes me think Auburn is going to win it on something really stupid, which could likely happen. Yeah, this game is going to be dumb. I will make no specific predictions about this game, except that it's going to be extremely, extremely dumb. Like, Red River dumb. Like, end of the Miami GT game dumb. Just stupid, stupid, dumb, dumb. You will be dumber for having watched it. But in a fun way. Mm -hmm. Join our our Sickos Committee Patreon and Discord. You get to participate in the weekly rankings debate, which we do every single week. Uh, Live chat in the games during the season. And then you get to see the inner workings behind the scenes. Also, maybe some things that get beveled and don't make it to the Twitter account. (laughs) Um, Also, like much yelling about uh, random games throughout the day. And, you know, if you subscribe to the Patreon, you also get all of the paywall Substack posts. And you get uh, an episode of Commission's Corner, which we just had one that that just got put up on Monday about the kangaroo kicker, a a famous punter who essentially uh, faded out of existence, changed his name, did not even tell his wife that his uh, name was changed until somebody found him and he had to admit he was the kangaroo kicker. So uh, join that and you'll get that episode uh, plus the other eight episodes that we have up and and be adding some more. Again, shout out to our our Sickos Committee uh, merch store. You can just type in Sickos Committee store on Google 
uh, and it'll give you the link for that. We also have sickoscommittee.org that will redirect you there. Uh, we got a bunch of new merch coming, and uh, we have more designs coming. And then also we have like officially licensed Sickos Committee football and basketball like cartoons. So the creator of the cartoon, you know, the actual Sickos Committee cartoon that was in partner with The Onion, uh, made special versions of it for us. And so you can get your own on like shirts, hoodies, stickers, uh, gaming, mouse pads, uh, posters. I mean, what more could you really want from the store? Please support us. We, we definitely do appreciate it. Uh, give a shout out to the Message Board Geniuses podcast, who we've already talked about a bunch because, you know, again, go to Tiger Droppings during the game. Don't do it. Let them do it for you. Uh, and also they named their Genius of the Week, which is always a hilarious segment on their podcast where they basically have you vote. For the genius of the week with the most insane message board post of the week. Sickos YouTube, Sickos Committee YouTube. We have videos of our podcast with closed captioning that does not necessarily recognize my voice, uh, which is great. <laughs> so when you see the closed captioning, it, it just sounds like a bunch of jumbled mess, unlike the closed captioning on the show Swamp People, uh, which actually did a pretty good job uh, with, with the accents. <laughs> that we have unfortunately the youtube automated closed captioning is not that great uh just for me though everybody else it's great it's perfect also wanted to shout out our sickos committee Substack. uh we have the potato chip ratio which i do need to update that with those records to see how it was done we have our weekly sicko synopsis recaps in heavy alliteration along with like the old timey writing style to give like over the top headlines and over the top like descriptions of the games uh, our Detmer 2.0, and then, you know, the Pocatello pilgrimage that I went on to go to an Idaho State game, uh, along with some other things we should have coming down the, the pipeline to the Substack. Uh, there is a free version of it, and also there is a paywall version of the Substack. So subscribe to whichever one you like. And then also we have, finally, I'm sorry, let's go, finally, not also, uh, we have the Sickos Committee Home Field Apparel uh, if you have never ordered from Homefield to get their super uh, super soft, blah, super soft shirts, uh, or like sweatpants or hoodies or crew necks or whatever, three quarter shirts, podcast it really wants one right now uh, to cover up the backside, of course. Uh, thank you for that microphone. I appreciate that. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll uh, all right, podcast. That's enough. Uh, <laughs> if you've never ordered for them before, we have a code of yes, ha ha ha, yes. So that's three haws for 15% off of your first purchase uh, for your first time ever purchased again at that. And then we also have the weekly Sickos shirt showdown. We have Iowa crew neck sweatshirt versus Wisconsin. All the schools that we plugged in the past, uh, it, they still have sizes there. You can still get the discount. And once the sizes go, the, the code is gone. I don't know what best doing with podcast right now, but it seems to be working. So that's enough about the ads. Does somebody want to preview the next game? I believe we were at uh, Miami UNC. Right. Yes. I mean, we just left off talking about hoping for hilarious mismanagement before getting distracted. And uh, Miami has been a flagship of that so far. But uh, Jordan's note in here is if Miami wins this, it will be hilarious. I can see that. <laughs> This game feels very chaotic to me. Like It is. These two I, together, it's always nuts. It's always weird. This was a weird game last year. Miami seems both very good and 
obviously capable of very stupid things this year, and that is a recipe for some very fun games. UNC seems to have something figured out on defense. It's not all the way there, but it's not what it was at the beginning of the season. So I'm very curious. I think this will be fun. It's not really game of the week territory for me. I'm curious on how Miami comes out this week. Are they still like down from what occurred? Mm. Um, Are they like, Hey, we actually won that game and we're going to show you that we won that game. Or is this just going to be chaos and just, no idea. Or, I mean, honestly, I could see a ridiculous shootout between Drake May and Tyler Van Dyke. I, I, just, I don't know what's going to happen. It's at UNC. It's a, it's a night game. Should be wild. Give me that ACC feeling, Pit Girl. Yeah, I, I just want to take this moment to appreciate the Miami Twitter geniuses who have been insisting that the fumble didn't happen. <laughs> it was not a fumble Miami did not lose the game because the fumble didn't happen so shout out to those folks I would also like to take this moment to appreciate the potential if Miami does win this game ACC darling and eternal sleeping giant UNC potentially having a transitive loss to Bowling Green yeah that'll be good and, and a transitive loss to Miami even if Miami wins I'm, I'm really funny oh Miami I like, I, I just can see it in my head now if, like, Miami wins this and then they kneel it out. <laughs> like, like, like the video that we will tweet, Miami kneels it out. It just, like, how many numbers it'll do. I'm just, <laughs> imagine, like, you kneel it out. UNC is kneeling it out. The clock is going down to zero. Mac Brown approaching Mario Cristobal in the post-game handshake. What is the look on his face? Oh... He's going for the kill. Proud of you, son. <laughs> I can't do the Mac Brown voice, but imagine that. I can't either. Proud of you. Shown some real growth well, in the last week. That's how you do it right there. Mac well, Brown. sir. Mac Brown. Yeah, I don't I don't have a good Mac Brown voice. That's, yeah, that's we, we need Jordan yeah. for that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so the next one, Jordan has a note here. It's BYU at TCU. If Baylor and TCU is the Holy War or the rivalry, what are we calling this? Hmm. Well, I mean, like for the coastal BYU game, we had what was it like mullets versus Mormons? Hmm. But I don't want to just be like Baptist versus Mormons. That that no. sounds pretty lame. But yeah, praise Jesus. <laughs> if this was a night game, I would I would Wait, be no, advocating to call it Jesus. the lock-in because this has very like we're at a non-denominational church camp right now. Energy. I don't. Um, but I, I thought this was Baylor. This is not Baylor. This is TCU. They're they're hiding the Christian side of things. Yeah. No, this, this doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> if this was Baylor, this would be a little bit different. But no, TCU, they go by TCU. They don't want to be known as Texas Christian. Technically Christian anymore. University. Yeah. Technically Christian yeah. University. We had Baylor-BYU last year, and that was a night game that everyone was calling the lock-in. This one, you know, they're the trying. They are sort of trying to distance themselves from that name so yeah. i don't have a good answer here no we're, we're not calling that anything jordan your question is invalid dismissed next <laughs> next <laughs> let's talk about fau at usf tom herman at fau that's where tom herman went yeah really yeah yeah okay i need to put a bell yeah, on him seriously <laughs> 
<laughs> He's in Boca. I've learned this fact eight times in the last I guarantee this I'm six sure months, this and is, I will I've learn probably it more. said I guarantee this is like the fifth time I'm sure Kamish has told me this on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And I just I can't retain this. I have probably said that's where Tom Herman went several times. This this is a conference game now. Yep. Oh yes. god. This is like the Doctor Who silence for me. This piece of information. Next week, you're just going to have tally marks all over your wrists. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm going to be covered in Sharpie marker. I'm going to be like hugging myself and looking in the mirror like Tom Herman. Tom Herman. (laughs) I'm going to say this. If Southwater wants a bowl game, they should probably win this one. They're three and three. Um, If FAU wants a bowl game, they need to win this one too. Because they're two Uh and three. So this is kind of like you want a bowl game at six and six or seven and five. You need these because South Florida has UConn, Memphis, Temple, UTSA, and then Charlotte. FAU, what do they have? They got UTSA, Charlotte, UAB, East Carolina, Tulane, and Rice. Hmm. This is one that you need to have Mm -hmm. to give you like a little bit of leeway to accidentally drop one. Mm Mm-hmm. So this should be this should be interesting, and it's it's kind of relatively close. They got uh, South Florida projected fifty six percent by the ESPN analytics to win this one. Should be fun though. I hope it's a lot of points. Both teams seem to give up a lot of points. Uh, FAU doesn't seem to get a lot of yards, but we'll see. It'll be interesting. To the mark. We go. The golden flashes go to the gray field of Ypsilanti. <laughs> I just want them to wear yellow just to stand out <laughs> so ridiculously much on the on the gray field. Wear like all yellow, Kent State. Just do it. It's gonna look like somebody threw a stick of butter in a coal mine. <laughs> this just makes me want to schedule Oregon at Eastern Michigan and Oregon's just out there in the highlighter uniforms. Yeah. I mean just just go crazy. But then Oregon would wear their gray uniforms that have like just the streak mm. of highlighter mm-hmm. in them. <clears throat> Camouflage. Mm-hmm. Gray versus gray in Ypsilanti. <laughs> no, but can- I want them to go just crazy yellow. Give me a yellow helmet, all yellow, whatever. Let Eastern wear green and just have this on a gray field. It would just be gray field, green, and, and yellow. Oh, my God. All yellow is extremely fashionable. I will die on this hill. Well, okay. Eastern's green on that field is really hard to see, though. It's good, though. That I like it. be a unpleasant viewing experience it's tough eastern is projected to win this one um of course but eastern again they need this to get close to bowl eligibility if kent drops this they're they're one and six and you know their their slim bowl hopes are, are pretty much gone for the rest of the year so golden flashes hopefully you got something for uh eastern but otherwise no bowl for you this year mm. heading out to the pack 12 we have arizona at Wazoo. Hmm. Hmm. This feels this feels slightly chaotic. Slightly. Yeah. Given what Arizona did Arizona's on Arizona's been feisty this yeah. year. I was gonna say. Yeah. Do we think can Arizona bounce back from that? <laughs> yeah. I think so. I want to see if their starting quarterback Jaden Delora is back. Uh, because this I mean, the backup was great, Ag- admittedly yeah, against USC's good. defense, but he was quite good. Well, Are you I mean... about to go down the backup was better than the starter road? No, it was USC's no. defense. So, you know, USC's defense is, is apparently not good. 
So we, you don't say. No, I, I mean people have been telling people us know. that, but I don't know why. Lincoln Lincoln Riley was upset that people would even think of questioning changing defensive coordinators. Apparently today on Twitter, I didn't listen to the whole thing. USC defensive coordinator Brian Ferentz. <laughs> okay. You know, I feel like that could work. He's good at preventing people yeah. from scoring. Right? It's just usually people he has control over, unfortunately. I can see that. But you, what if you, you set him up as defensive coordinator, but you tell him he's the offensive coordinator? Why am I calling he the plays? You. Why am I calling the plays? We, we have our defense on the field. Don't ask questions, Brian. He probably won't. <laughs> uh, love you, Brian. No, but Arizona and Wazoo, it's on Pac-12 Network. So you may need to do that NordVPN. Um, this is too good of a game to be on Pac-12 Network. I am upset. But Wazoo will get their allotment of Pac-12 Network out of the way. Arizona is is, is feisty. They're, they're a lot of fun. Um, even though if Jed Fish didn't know the overtime rule, I'm sure he'll know it this week. And if, the, if you're going for the tying touchdown in OT and you get the touchdown, go for two. Just just do it, for God's sakes. All right? Die hero. Just, just die. Yeah, let's go. Just legends, you know, just be a legend. Come back with your sword or on it. Wait, no, shield. No, that but I, I like that, though. <laughs> We're going to bring you back on that your sword. You, you are a, a skewer. <laughs> be, the, be the kebab you want to see in the world. <laughs> That seems like a good title, but uh, <laughs> be the kebab you want to see in the world. Lovely. Uh, then we have Fresno State at Utah State on Friday, which is, this should be fun. I'm going to see how Fresno bounces back from that loss to Wyoming. And Utah State is, is just incredibly feisty. They get down and then they just fight back. So I don't know what's going to happen here, but it feels like, again, this is like that soothing Mountain West Friday night game where you just you just throw it on and it's just there and it just makes you feel, you know, all comfy and warm and fuzzy inside. Or That's probably just me, but, you know, I love these games. Kamesh, would you say that Utah State gets down, but they get back up again and you ain't never going to keep them down? No, never. Never. I am not singing Tom Thumping, all right? Uh, <laughs> I am not taking that bait. Because, you know, in Utah, they, they can't take a vodka drink. That's true. Uh, they also, oh. But they can sing this. They can sing the songs that remind them of the good times. They can. Podcast, like, I'm back. <laughs> Tom Thumping. He's always here for Chumbawamba. All right. Who isn't? But... <laughs> Uh, another Friday night game, Stanford at Colorado. Um, this game feels like it should at... be a contender for game of the week. Yeah. Really? I, I would like to put this one in as a, as a contender for game of the week. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, I feel like there is I mean, Parker's numbers have a lot, like a lot, a lot of red on them. And there are two ways this could go. Colorado scores like a bazillion million points on Stanford or door two Stanford drags Colorado down into the mud with them. And that's where things get fun. 
Right, it's a Friday there's night. It so, could happen. There's so much red on this graphic. There is a lot of red. There's so much like red. If, could somebody like grab that and throw that in the chat and just just show? Oh, absolutely. Much red. There's a little bit of blue for Colorado. I don't know. I just don't have much faith in in Stanford right now. Hmm. I think that's fair. But some some of the vibe here is that it's a Friday earlier. game. I think the Friday game. The Friday game. You know, normally you get some weirdness because you're you're playing on a day that you're not necessarily playing. And then the- who's calling this one? It is on ESPN. So it's on ESPN. Okay. I'm, I'm, so- I'm, I'm seeing Mark Jones, Lewis Riddick, and Quint Kessenich. Okay, that's a really solid okay. broadcast group. So nothing crazy there. That's that's a really really that's a really good one there. I I don't know. I just don't have much faith in Stanford. But it is Friday. It's at Colorado. If it was like in Stanford, maybe give me a little bit more here. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, I'm looking at the. Very, very blue number for Colorado's pass offense and that very, very red number for Stanford's pass defense. Mm. We've got 134 FBS teams this year. 33? 33. And they're 128th in defensive pass success rate. So Mm, Not great. Yeah. Stanford, I believe in you. Someone has to. She's like, I believe in you, Stanford. I believe in you, Cardinal. Uh, the next game we got is, is Texas A&M at Tennessee. There's some history here. Hmm. And these two teams don't really play each other much. There, there was a tweet floating around the timeline of the committee where uh, former A&M uh, 12th man Colin Gillespie hit somebody on a kick return, causing a fumble. And uh, a Tennessee account says, I still hate this guy. And so the then Colin Gillespie quote tweets it and like waves at them. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, there feels like a little bit of like, I, this one may be like the message board geniuses game. I think here. Mm. Oh, 100%. Yes. Overreactions is... to like everything, which is whoever loses this game is going to have some very big feelings. So A&M and Tennessee have played each other four times in history. Wow, that's it? Okay. They A&M played has in, the last two. Yes, they've played in 1957, and then in 2004, 2016, and 2020. Okay. It was 05, not 04, but yeah, same thing. Okay. I was, yeah, sorry. I Part of the 04 season. Interesting. Because They played the bowl game? Was, was it a bowl game? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. January 1st, 2005. Ooh. Okay. I'm just on Winsipedia and it just says 05. No worries. I'm on 12thman.com because I make bad life choices. <laughs> <laughs> also episode title. <laughs> Possibly. I got bars this time. <laughs> yeah, no, Beth is on it tonight. <laughs> yeah, I don't have as much because I'm trying to like wrangle everybody out here. So it, it works out. Um <laughs> So the Troy Trojans go to Army. Hmm. This would be this would be a good test for the Troy defense. I think the Troy mm-hmm. defense is really good, and they can suffocate. But I wonder if Army can get something offensively going here, because Troy's offense is not necessarily that great either. But if Army can like keep the ball away from Troy as much as possible, Troy could have some issues. I don't necessarily know if they will, but I think. You know, that's the method to Army winning most of their games. And Troy's offense is not explosive. 
So if they need points late or if they're chasing points, it's not in a position you want to be against Army. But Troy, again, really good team. Really, really good. So it should be an interesting one to watch too. Pit Girl has thoughts. I'm I'm trying to envision this game and I'm just picturing two tectonic plates smushing into each other very slowly. <laughs> We're going to create a mountain range during Troy Army. A small one. But a small mountain range. Maybe in the Appalachians mm-hmm. up there. Or is that is what that you- the Catskills up there? I don't know. I think so. Sure. What are you doing this weekend? Oh, some light subduction. Speaking of subduction, Brett Bielema. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you. I got one. Uh, that was good. Right, that was a good one. Uh, Illinois at Maryland. Do you think Brett Brett likes crabs? Does, do you think he's he's a big fan of seafood? Hmm. I don't know. Where's Brett from? I don't know. I, I don't know if he's a big fan of seafood, but I bet he's a big fan of... I like seafood. I see food and I eat it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds like something that Brett Bielema would say. It does. Mm-hmm. Any any thoughts, Kevin? He's from that part of the country where it's hard to get good seafood. So, um, yeah, he's from Illinois, and he's I of could... the age where, like, before FedEx, uh, my money would be not a fish guy. Cow is seafood if you try hard enough. It's just, he's totally the seafood guy. I see food and I eat it. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. He's not eating crap. Uh, let's see if September Maryland uh, is 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 back after they kind of... I put kinda... sauce on a hamburger once it counts. Brett Bielema eating the filet fish um, <laughs> Sorry, that's just something I had to say out loud. <laughs> <laughs> let's see if September Maryland's back after their, uh, their mini... Just making Ohio State work for it for a little bit there. Uh, let's see if they get back on track and, and get to bowl eligibility and another tweet with 17 hashtags. Uh, the Zips, uh, will it be the return of the undercuffler? We don't know. I wish, God, we, had, I I so. wish we had like a Zips insider we could follow. If you are an Akron Zips insider and you have tips on who we should expect to start at quarterback for the Akron Zips, Please, like, at us, I am the actor. I will follow. We will follow you. For real. We want to know what happened with Undercuffler, why he didn't play. Did Undercuffler get in trouble? We we want to know all about the Undercuffler. And we got to figure it out. Um, Akron message the- board. What, I wonder what it would be called. Do they have an actor? At Zips Tips. Zips Tips? Is that what it's called? I want it oh, to okay. be that. Zipsnation.org is the first thing that comes up. Zips Nation. What should it be called like the the Zips Zoo or something? They also have a two four seven board that doesn't have a particularly creative name. Oh, uh, like the ULM one. It just says Warhawk Nation. Yeah, I'm like sure. There's this big nation. Yeah. <laughs> just... I, I wasn't able zips. to watch any of this game because I or watch any of Akron's game last weekend because I was traveling, but I'm looking at the box score and it looks like Unger Cuffler did play the majority of the game. Against Really? Against Morgan State? No, it was or against I, Oh, I'm in, the NIU. Wrong, I'm in the wrong week. It was NIU. Or not. Yeah, I'm in the wrong week. I don't know what I just clicked on. <laughs> I truly don't know what I just the clicked internet, on. The internet, man. The internet, man. Google is, is bad. Blame Google. It's all Google's fault. 
Kevin just ended up on a weird watch list. <laughs> I want to see if the chips bounce. Oh back. no! I click back to the beginning of the year. He played against Morgan State the first in the season opener. Yeah, and that's what I was looking at. I clicked on the wrong date on their records page. I'm gonna. I want to see if the chips bounce back from getting uh, beaten up by medium spicy Buffalo. So I want to see if they can bounce back. Uh, speaking of Buffalo, uh, it is Bowling Green at Buffalo. Two of my favorite MAC teams because you really never know what you're going to get out of them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Bowling Green beats Georgia Tech, then gets blanked by Miami, Ohio. Buffalo loses to FCS Fordham. And then they they beat up Central Michigan, who beat, up, who beat South Alabama after South Alabama beat Oklahoma State. The Mac just rolls on the wild magic table constantly, and I love it so much. Yeah. I love the Mac. It is it is pretty crazy. Like, I mean, you got Miami, Ohio, you got Ohio, and you got Toledo that are, like, the the best records. But then they're going into Mac play, and do you believe they're just going to hold up? Like, they're, they're not really. I mean, they're all looking good, but, you know, it's, it's Maction coming out, and that's going to define – the conference and the conference title and, and Bowling Green at Buffalo. This was probably one of my favorite fake field goal failures that went wrong. Uh, when Bowling Green tried to fake field goal and then they, they tried to lateral it to the kicker, but they missed the lateral with the kicker and like Buffalo wound up taking, <laughs> taking back to the house. Um, <laughs> but, but that I'm not saying that the, it got called back by a block in the back, but the block in the back was like, 20 yards down the road, uh, the field. It did not matter at all, but it was probably one of the best highlights that the committee found last year uh, because, of course, I'm watching Bowling Green and, and Buffalo. Uh, but, yes, I love these two teams. I am just curious on which one of them shows up. And let, let's go for some action. Of course, more action. Miami, Ohio, at Western Michigan, who fought pretty hard with Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Miami, Ohio, with the transitive win over Miami now, thanks to them shutting out Bowling Green. So the Confusion Bowl is back on. And then we got Ohio at Northern Illinois. Like, Northern Illinois dropping 55 on Akron, facing, like, one of the top teams in the Maction uh, of Ohio. So this, these two games are going to be like, okay, these are top teams in the MAC. Does the MAC rise up and start, like, you know, pulling them back to the pack? Mm. Or is it they separate further? This is the week we find out if the Mac is a crab bucket. Yes. We don't don't eat crabs from Lake it's Erie. It's always a crab bucket. Don't eat crabs from Lake Erie. That's what I've heard. <laughs> I wouldn't eat anything that comes out of Lake Erie. I don't eat fish. Okay, well. Now we have a we have we have a rivalry trophy here coming up. It is UNLV at Nevada. It is, is 4 p.m. It is the Fremont Cannon. Our big boy. Yes. This thing it's rolls. This thing is awesome. I love this thing. It's great. It is it is awesome. Uh, Nevada is one of our two FBS teams that still do not have a win. Um, maybe by the time this comes out, Sam Houston gets a win on Wednesday. Uh, we don't know. But at the time of the recording, them and Sam Houston are the only two FBS teams without a win. So uh, Nevada, maybe they can get off the snide with a rivalry win over UNLV to win the 545-pound cannon that, t- that was $10,000 to build 
And Jordan says Nevada's state motto is battle born. And he loves that. It's great. It's an objectively gra- mm-hmm. great state motto. I, I think yep. I think my favorite state motto is is always New Hampshire. Um, live free or die. I, I feel like I, I, I enjoy that one a lot. But Battleborn is up there, too. I ride very hard for West Virginia, but all are excellent state mottos. Well, give me West Virginia. Let's go. Uh, the Mountaineer is always free. Yeah. And, and he goes to New Hampshire and he could die. Uh, but. <laughs> oh man more mountain west this is funny um we have this one got a little bit of nominees for it it was san jose state at new mexico some mountain west fun here san jose state is favored but they're one in five they're favored by over a touchdown at new mexico now san jose state has played really really good games they 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 barely lost to toledo by four um they they didn't score anything in the second half to almost beat boise but but really their only win is against cal poly and they won 59-3 so they only beat a big sky team so can they get their first fbs win over against new mexico who is coming off of a bye and they're hosting this one in their hopes to get their coach to a bowl game they're two and three new mexico has beat umass uh, and they have beat Tennessee Tech. Hey, New Mexico has a has an FBS win. That is something San Jose, they do. San Jose State can't say. That's right. This will be fun. I'm going to try to find this one on the screen. I, I got to get this one on the screen. I'm checking this one out. Sign me up. Next game uh, I'm going to talk about because um, Pit Girl has no opinions on this. No, never. Whatsoever. None. No, it's, it's Louisville at Pitt or Louisville. Um, go go right ahead i'm just gonna let pit girl go here go pit girl uh rain in the forecast so that's gonna be fun all just what we need on top of everything else uh additionally pit is a is finally in their christian vu era and it is vu not vier per christian vu's dad who is active on twitter so so that that's the thing we gotta we gotta talk about this because the source on this is is his dad mm-hmm. right but like why would the media guy just be completely wrong that doesn't sound like something happened so my question is is the dad telling the truth or like is there a difference in pronunciation between the generations i don't know so i still want to look into this more pg strike it is possible that we are looking at a stephen colbert situation because uh-huh. it, it is a, a known thing. Stephen Colbert pronounces his name the way that I just said it, but some of his siblings pronounce it Colbert. So perhaps it is a matter of personal preference. Uh, the media media guide, as Arthur pointed out, says Vier for, for the last name. Where's TBD? What? A, what? We'll okay. figure it out. I, I think we'll have plenty of opportunities. Uh, but yeah, man, I really don't want to go to this game. Like I have tickets. I, I don't want to go. <laughs> pit fan arthur defeated already it's by the car it's gonna be raining it's gonna be night night rain that's gross Hinesfield night rain but if- you can put on a really bright yellow poncho do you want to borrow my rain suit oh i mean i have rain. that's not a problem i have rain gear i just don't want to get it wet <laughs> i have rain gear i just don't want to get it wet <laughs> also if you don't go, you have to watch it on the CW. 
Mm. No, I'll be watching Oregon and Washington. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Join me, Arthur. All right, Phil, Phil Yurkovich, uh, uh, the tight end drama, which I didn't believe for one bit, has been squashed by Pat. It says he is not a tight end, right? Yes, yeah. Originally announced that he was moving to tight end. He is not moving to tight end. He is also QB2, not QB3, as was initially reported. I am... Slightly disappointed he's not moving to T, but also I don't have to have an existential crisis about about Frank Sagnetti doing something really stupid, like starting him over Gavin Bartholomew. So, could be worse. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I was going to start a conspiracy theory that him moving to tight end was just the next step in his plot to not get Gavin Bartholomew enough to touch him. <laughs> Very plausible. So do we think he'll be in by the third quarter or do we think it'll take till the fourth? <laughs> ha, 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 ha. Well, precedent is that Pat doesn't put the backup in even in garbage time. So here we are. Should be fun. All right, let's, let's, let's get like... He's going to be punting by the second quarter of the Wake Forest game. He, he needs a third position rumor this year. Punt protector, Phil Yurkovich. All right, we got to go a little rapid fire. We're running long on time here. So we got Georgia Southern at James Madison. I feel like this one's going to be a banger. This one, this one's going to be really good. James Madison coming in undefeated. Uh, Georgia Southern throwing the ball all over the place. This feels like this is going to be an amazing game. And if you have the network when it's on or whatever, is it on ESPN Plus? Whatever, subscribe, get your free trial, watch this game. If you haven't used your free trial already, which I, I'm sure you, if you listen into this one, you probably already subscribed to ESPN Plus. It looks like it's on, it's on the Lord's uh, ESPN right. two. ESPN two, hell yeah, ESPN. Good call. Eleven according to LSUfootball.net. Nice. ESPN two at eleven a.m. So yeah, this one goes on the quad box automatically. This should be a great game. This looks like just pure fun. Oh yeah. Put yes. it in my veins. Let's go. Done. Uh, speaking of pure fun, Kansas State at Texas Tech. Sure. I don't know which Texas Tech team is going to show up, and I don't know which Kansas State team is going to show up. Yes. That's what makes it pure fun. Both teams. Yeah, well, okay. I will be watching this one. I don't. This is FS1. Anything this, to say about it right now? <laughs> this feels weird. This feels FS1 getting late in Lubbock. This feels like something weird is going to happen. Classic Big Twelve fashion. K State is three and two. Texas Tech is three and three. Purple and red getting together. This should be fun. What's the line on this game? Mm. Texas Tech favored by one and a half. Mm. This from what I see. So coin flip. Yeah. Yeah. Blue. Over under is fifty six and a half. Mm. Mm. Feeling the over there. That seems mm-hmm. low, Vegas. Mm hmm. I don't know. We'll see. I just want this. I want this game to be a line goes wee, <sighs> wee. Kevin's like, no, not not for my Kansas. Well, State. I I made the mistake of getting emotionally invested in Kansas State football several years ago. So, line goes wee games with this stress me out. But also, <laughs> I 
I think this one's going to be fun either way. So but it's I will good be for watching this. Brand. For the yeah, for that brand or whatever is that is that what that one person says? Pat McAfee, Boise State at Colorado State. That doesn't make any hmm. sense whatsoever. Eight forty-five feels like a weird kick time. It's yeah. weird, yes, weird kick time, which is seven forty-five, Colorado State uh, Mountain Time. I think Colorado State has much success against Boise in their history, and I mean Boise's kind of been rolling so far this year. They they've had a tough loss to like Memphis. They got Boise favored by a touchdown. Boise's only three and three this year. Okay. Yeah, Boise got killed by Washington the first week. Yeah, well. Then they lost by a crazy field goal to UCF. They lost to Memphis by three. Yeah, so Boise's three and three. Colorado State's two and three. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. I'm just I love I love Colorado State's quarterback. So that's uh Yeah. That is Braden Fowler Nicolosi. His stats for the year, 1,585 yards passing, 11 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions. Hell yeah. Detmer <laughs> Darling. He's one, of, he's one of our Detmer Darlings, which I don't think we have the updated week stats for that at this point. But, yeah, you give me any late night Mountain West game, I am there. I Anything late night Mountain West or maybe even a Hawaii test. San Diego State at Hawaii, our, our nightcap. So you have Brady Hoke on the islands. You know, New Year, new me. I'm going to pass the Hawaii test this week. All right. Okay, okay you can stay up and, and do I this. can do this. I believe I in believe you. I believe in you, too. I, I'd be happy if you make it to halftime. I would be real happy <laughs> if I made it to halftime. I, I will, I will uh, definitely try to, try to be up, uh, but... There may be some reasons why I'll be laughing at me in the chat. (laughs) We got a couple. Why are all the Hawaii tests after really stressful Notre Dame games? The last Hawaii test was after the uh, Ohio State game, and I was just like, "No, I, I, I can't." (laughs) And now we get a game we'll talk about in a few minutes here, but uh, I may be too emotionally drained to make it to the Hawaii test again. If I get a Hawaii test in a year that means that it just happened there was a hawaii game the same night as the japanese grand prix that year didn't happen this year so it's not happening <laughs> okay uh, we have a, a fun five and one game of each each team they both coming off of losses mizzou at kentucky the, the winner is bowl eligible. They'll get that lovely 17 hashtag bowl tweet. <laughs> the loser is not, and they'll have to wait till the week after. I'm very curious on what happens here because is Mizzou good? I think so. Is Kentucky I, good? I think so. We we all had this at the beginning of the year. We had this one circled for yeah. both of these teams being really good. Fun. The battle for the SEC we, East. Right. Excluding Georgia. This is, this is the game that, that Kevin has been waiting to talk about. It is Marshall at Georgia State. <laughs> what are your big opinions of Marshall at Georgia State? Marshall and Georgia State. Um, I just totally put him on the spot. He's There's, <laughs> there's no notes to this game. <laughs> I was about to make 
a Missouri Kentucky joke, and now we're talking about this instead. But, um, <laughs> Make your entirely Go unprepared ahead. for this. Um, <laughs> I honestly, I don't know a lot about Georgia State this year. I know they started really hot. Well, I I think if you want to talk about a week, I think Georgia State I think is coming off a bye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this is a this is a competitive mm-hmm. game, right? I mean, Marshall is four and one. Georgia State's four and one. So the records at least look good. You know, Marshall, their one loss is to NC State. So that's, you know, and they, they were competitive in that game. They just kind of got away from them at the end. Georgia State, they didn't look so good in their last game against Troy. Okay, you know, Troy, that's a real good team as well. So, you know, hopefully this is a good game. It's on ESPN2. Mm. And so, nice. yeah, I mean, this is this is definitely going to be a good option for people who want to watch a, a competitive football game in Fun that bets. Saturday evening time slot. Put put that one on Man. on the quad box. Man, they've been they've been putting some sun belt on ESPN too. Wow, all right, that's good. Hey, they call mm-hmm. it the fun belt for a reason. All right, now I'm really confused on why people nominated this game for Sicko's game of the week. Yeah. Wyoming at Air Force. No, this game is just a good game, guys. <laughs> this game is, yeah. The only thing sickos and, about this is like Wyoming keeps like pulling things off, I guess. But well, that's not I, really. I can think of one other thing. This so this is on CBS Sports Network. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, not really sickos. I don't. I don't know. Uh, Wyoming yeah, okay. goes on the road to Colorado Springs, which is basically right down the road. Right down the interstate for them, uh, a couple of hours, not too far away. Yeah, this one is is a battle for Mountain West uh, supremacy, which uh, Wyoming survived one last week against Fresno. Uh, Do they have enough ammo left over for another one uh, at Air Force? And um, you know, Jordan's comment is just basically the winner is bowl eligible and the loser is not. Dot 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 yet. So. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this game is also potentially like, are you, it is It is a, not quite a play-in game for the G5 slot in the New Year 6, but like, it could be. So, this one's going to be a banger. Like, if I was, if I was Jason Kirk and I was making the watch grid, this would be a watch this game. This game is going to be really mm-hmm. good. Like, slap it on your quad box. Slap it on the quad box. It's a good that's a good saying. Slap it on the quad box. Um, we have ULM at Texas State. Texas State is favored by 16, 16 and a half, maybe even 17. Apparently, Texas State is preparing for more, uh, like one of their uh, biggest crowds ever. Um, mm. I, I didn't know that they were going to roll out the red carpet for me like that because I am going to be at the game. Woohoo! Uh, with- Yay! I'm going to be bringing my son to this one. Uh, shout out to the Fun Belt podcast for for hooking us up with some tickets, and I'm gonna go to this one uh, with the kiddo. I don't know what to expect here. I'm not expecting uh, a, a great defensive effort by ULM. Well, now that you don't have a soccer game to worry about, you yeah. can tailgate beforehand. Mm. Oh, totally tailgating <laughs> with my six year old son. It'd be great. Yeah, yeah, totally tailgate. Yeah, you 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 could tailgate the eclipse. Mm. There you go. Eclipse gating. I'm sure. I'm sure he'll be up for an all day rager. <laughs> uh, no, please. Uh, but <laughs> we're gonna. I don't we're have gonna a give, uh, Commissioner like a million billion Capri Suns. 
I don't have I don't have any ULM bet this week. I, I haven't even had a chance to think of one, really, honestly. I can't think of a ULM bet, so I, I need to figure out one. We'll figure something out, and, and we'll tweet about it. I, I don't have any strong feelings, but I think going to the game kind of nullifies the bet because I will probably experience the pain in person uh, instead of the pain of the bet. Mm. So it'll be fun. I'll let you guys pick my ULM hat for the game, too. How about that? All right. Uh, yeah, we'll do that. I'm all about that. Yeah, I got a couple. All right. Uh, moving on, we have uh, Kevin's game that he's he's waiting to talk about. <laughs> I'm not putting him on the spot. He's he's a he's a Notre Dame fan. So it's USC at Notre Dame. It's It's been rumored that USC's defense is maybe not that good. Do you think Notre Dame's offense could take advantage? I am really excited for Audric Estime to average 15 yards a carry in this game and get exactly eight touches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I have absolutely no faith in our play calling at this point. But uh, besides that, I think this should be a really good game. <laughs> We're not going to win it because we only lose to undefeated teams and they're undefeated going into this. But come on, Notre Dame. Constant <laughs> chaos. Put a put a little uh, besmirch USC's record. Take advantage of their their not so great defense. Someone has to. Someone's gonna do it this year. Somebody's gonna do it. I hope it's Oregon State. Yeah, I really want it to be Oregon State. Uh the Beavers. That'd be great. But yeah, that, that would be fun. That'd be fun. Uh, do we they play Washington this year. Oh my God! Do they? Maybe. I, I, need, I need to look this up right now because Washington's going to score 80 on them if they do. <laughs> Maybe Oregon, too. Who knows? Yeah, I, I think I looked it up earlier. I think that that whole triangle of, of undefeated Pac-12 teams I think they all do. gets each other. Yeah, I have it in my head that they do, but I haven't. Oh, Oregon State does not play USC, and I'm days. disappointed. Pac-12 title game. Let's go. USC do- USC ends the season, Washington, Oregon, UCLA. Oh, somebody's going to get them. In consecutive weeks. <laughs> oh, it would be very funny if it was UCLA. Mm-hmm. I mean, so the rest of their schedule from here on out, Notre Dame, Utah, Cal, Washington, Oregon, UCLA. Have we That's a gauntlet. <laughs> have we mentioned that their defense is not very good? No, I don't think anybody said anything no, about that. Why would we say that? I don't know why we would say that. No. Wait, what? What? Never heard of that. We've already talked about NC State at Duke in our ACC Network rundown. We have Bruins versus Beavers on Fox. Hell yeah. That means we can watch it without firing up the Moldovan VPN. Yes. I mean, you still could if you want to. The Albanian VPN with the Virginia Tech flag. I don't know. Imperial Hokey Bird (laughs) VPN. Imperial Hokey Bird VPN. (laughs) Somebody tweeted is like the Albanian whatever, uh, uh, like chapter of Virginia Tech. They're gonna be so thrilled or something. I was like, did they have one? I really hope that exists. I, just, I don't know if it does. Like, the, I don't know. But somebody replied in the Sons of Saturday podcast. They were like, this is something. <laughs> You're welcome, uh, Sons of Saturday. You're welcome. You're welcome the Sickos Sons. Committee podcast. This is something. Something. <laughs> sounds about right. Um, 
All right. I just Googled Virginia Tech Club of Tirana because why not? And there is a website called VT Albania. Yes. I'm clicking on it right now. <laughs> oh, it's not about Virginia. The Tech. Alba- yeah. Albanian <laughs> Student Association at VTech. Shout out to uh, Sicko Husky on Twitter. Yes, that's the Sicko Husky. That's a one great reply. Yeah, definitely. This this went to Oregon State and UCLA. No, it's going to be a great game. It's on Real Fox. We're excited. Uh, UAB in the Alamo Dome at 7 p.m. Not affected by the eclipse because they're in a dome. So we're, we're good. Frank Harris back. Yeah. Meep's back, maybe. Frank Harris back. Meep's back. I'm curious. I mean, UAB dropped 56 on South Florida. Temple dropped 35 on UTSA. This could be one of these silly score games that you look at and you're like, what? It was like 56-49 or something. This this could be like that. This Who knows? Who knows what we're getting kind of for both teams? Let's see. Speaking of who knows what we're getting from teams, Arkansas <laughs> at Alabama. This is like an early morning game. Oh, like an 11 a.m. game. Arkansas plays a lot of chaotic games. They this do. It's like they're tr- it's like they're trying to hide this one. Like maybe no one yeah. will see. Oh, we're, we're still going to see. We're going to see it. We're we're definitely going to see it. Arkansas fans may not want us to see it. Yeah. We had some in our mentions that were like, "No, don't look at us." Don't look. Alabama fans might not want us to see it. <laughs> True. I don't think we have many Bama fans that follow us. Yet. Yeah. Also, at the same time in the morning, it's not a night game. Ohio State at Purdue. Mm, Ohio State, watch out. No, it, it kind of feels like really... Purdue versus a highly ranked team, though. Yeah, it is. Uh, but, I mean... At Purdue. The, the, the Purdue Pete Bain, do you feel in charge thing that that's all that Jordan put in here. So I feel like the uh, cool down on the West Lafayette ranked team ass whipping has not run out yet i we ran into that you know we they fired that off a few years ago and that one's got a long recharge to it i i feel like it has to be a night game yeah and this is not no they didn't get michigan last year though and there were a bunch of like hype articles about oh spoiler makers like i don't don't know if they come out if they do we'll love it but i i don't feel it if they can put stuff together and not turn the ball over, maybe they can give Ohio State a run for their money. Uh, I just don't have any confidence in Purdue doing that right now, though. It's hard. They turn the ball over a ton. They, But if, like, you know, Purdue just hits blackjack every single time, maybe. But, I mean, are you going to be able to stop Marvin Harrison Jr.? <laughs> Purdue, who knows? So we got the, the orange. So they're, they're heading down to Tallahassee. The RG3 is commentating that game. So they are going down to Tallahassee. Um, that weird Florida State game they had at BC is looking weirder more and more in hindsight, I guess. Maybe that weird storm with all the winds and stuff and the they were wearing the weird white helmet uniform and just threw everything off. You kind of think Florida State will win this one. Um Hopefully Syracuse, you know, they got a bunch of injuries. Dino Babers was talking about depth issues mm. and just saying all this depth is in the transfer portal, which I, I, we wish you luck. Hughes. Yeah, unfortunately, I think for this season, the the question 
is Syracuse good has been answered. And unfortunately, has it has not been answered affirmatively. Yeah, I mean, you kind of can't do the same thing uh, twice that we found out here. Like we did the UTEP mine cart. And then the second year, the, the sequel is not as good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what happened with Syracuse. It is not as good. Uh, so, I mean, they still got hopes for a bowl game, though. So let's keep it going, and, and, and hopefully they make it to a bowl game not played on a baseball field. Uh, so that is the goal for Syracuse, make it to a bowl game not in a baseball field. That's true. Even though they're playing pit on the baseball field. Well, that's why you want to go to a bowl game not on a baseball field, because they've already that's checked. Right. Their, they're going to have already fulfilled their baseball field quota. I mean, it's really nice of the Yankees, too, to not make the playoffs, to let them grow that field a lot more, too. So that was very nice of the Yankees to prepare for Pitt and Syracuse. We need to start our own bowl game and set it on a polo ground. Do we have any polo grounds left? I'm like anywhere? I'm sure there are some. Okay. I mean, Danger's sister plays polo. I assume she plays it somewhere. <laughs> Oregon at Washington. Yeah, this is the game of the week. This is, is game day. Does Pat McAfee jump into the water? <laughs> Does he jump off of a boat into the water? That's the only thing I really can predict about this game. What's the temperature there? I think he'll do not, it. Not, not warm. I can't imagine. The Pacific Northwest is notoriously like... Do it. Kind of cold well, and even, foggy. Even if the ambient temperature is warm, yeah, works I mean, I, I can't speak specifically to Puget Sound, but uh, the Pacific Ocean is cold. Cold. Puget Sound is not warm. <laughs> no. Jump in, jump in, Pat. I know whoever you got listening to this, we recommend you jumping in. It's good for your jump health. In the water. Thomas Jefferson used Dude. to bathe in a freezing cold river at like very early That's hours right. in the morning, every morning. Good for your health, and it'll make great TV by Pat jumping into that. So whoever listens to this, jump in, please. Or just say that, hey, they wanted you to jump in and you didn't want to. Pat's polar plunge. There you go. Do it, Pat. We got Cal at Utah. I I don't have much to say about this, but I'm just like, uh, yes. I feel like Utah just sits on them. We'll see. It's hard for Utah to do anything else without Cam rising. Yeah. I was going to say, do we know if Cam's going to be back for this game yet? No. Uh, there's no one. No, he's like let it out that it wasn't just a tour ACL. It was like he blew out his entire knee. Oh man! So yeah. Aww. So the recovery is a little bit longer. I don't necessarily know if we expect him back for the rest of the year. So because people were like, "When's he gonna come back? When's he gonna come back?" I'm like, it seems like his injury was much, much, much more severe than what we realized. So uh, we mm-hmm. wish you a speedy recovery, Cam, and um, Cal at Utah should be fun. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll watch that one with interest there in Salt Lake. Um, Georgia at Vanderbilt. Have fun in the construction zone. I love that Georgia has to go to Vandy and like half of the stadium, like they, both of the end zones aren't constructed. I, I just want to know if they're going to be working on the stadium uh, with the hanging video boards. Kirby the builder. <laughs> Can he fix it? Uh, and then we go to our big noon Saturday game. It is Indiana at Michigan. Oh. Uh, looking uh, at the game on paper stats for here, uh, uh, for this game, mm-hmm. again, shout out to friend of the show, Parker. Uh, this is a lot of blue versus a lot of red in more ways than just the team colors. We get Gus Johnson calling this game. Indiana's win probability on this game is less than half a percent. 
Jordan says he didn't realize Indiana was that bad this year. I was like, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well. uh Michigan's favored by 34. Um, the stats of war gets them favored by 40 from what I see. Yeah, there's a lot of blue. There's only like one spot with Michigan that's not blue. The uh, win probability for Indiana is 0.41%. That's right. Um, UMass at Penn State. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, so Jordan has not eaten the clam chowder. So um, UMass is probably not going to be able to pull this one off. No. I... And that's and that's the only reason that they won't be able to that's pull right. this one off. And Jordan, you should that's feel bad. Right. That's it. I will say I briefly considered going to this game and rooting for UMass because oh, for God. undisclosed reasons, I will be in the broader Greater State College area um on Saturday morning. And then I looked at tickets, and at the time I looked at tickets, they were $45. The price has since dropped to $25. That is still a little rich for my blood. So Go UMass. I'm rooting for that much to park. So let's go to some FCS and some funky ones. Uh, We got some Big Sky breakdown. We have a banger in the Big Sky. It is Montana at Idaho on ESPN2 late night uh, starting at 9.30 p.m. So this would be kind of your nightcap to go along with Hawaii and San Diego State. So definitely some late night Big Sky. It is for the Stein. So you could even get a Stein for your nightcap. That's right. <laughs> Definitely. I think it's called the, is it the Little Brown Stein? Like the Little Brown Jug? Yeah, I think that's what it's called. Yeah, it is the, yes, the Little Brown yes. Stein. Stein. Yeah. It's Stein. been played for since 1938. Yeah. So I, I actually, I have something to say because, you know, this, this is a big game, huge game in the big sky right uh montana at idaho it's on espn2 i know we were talking earlier we haven't really mentioned it probably in about an hour but um you know i know we typically don't really rank the fcs games but i would like for this game biggest game maybe of the year for the big sky it's on espn2 like this is my game of the week right here I'm hyped for this one. This was going to be good. Both teams five and one. Idaho's only loss was to Cal, and Montana's only loss uh, was to uh, unexpectedly Northern Arizona. Hmm. So that was Jax. the the Jacks. Jacks. But Montana. Oh, I remember this trophy. I love this yeah, trophy. Check the chat, please, because it is. It's great. It is described as the little brown stein, but I would posit that it is actually a rather large brown stein. It is this pretty is, big. This is like, uh, like how much beer do we think fits in here? Is that Enough. is that a Petrino that you got the picture with? I, unclear. It is. <laughs> was that Paul Petrino? Oh, God. I think so. That was just the first picture of the Stein with people for scale. Yeah. We got to find out, yep. in addition to finding out the weight of the Stein, we got to find out the volume of the Stein. Okay. So if Idaho wins, you know, Coach Eck of Idaho and Idaho, they follow us. They will probably do it for us. Um, Montana did weigh their, their brawl of the wild trophy for us too. So they may likely do it for us also. So after, after this, we're going to have to ask how much does it weigh and how much liquid can you fit in the Stein? Is it functional as a Stein or is it sealed? Yeah. Inquiring minds want to know how much beer fits in the Mm -hmm. Stein. It's a very important question. 
So let's go to our uh, NEC breakdown, the Northeastern Conference. It just means something. Nection. Nection. Uh, on Thursday night, we get Wagner at St. Francis. Woohoo! Up in my neck. Woo! So we get mm-hmm. we get the St. Francis Red Flash versus Wagner. And coming into the season, you would think St. Francis would have a better record. They do not. Wagner is two and three. St. Francis is one and four. A disappointing season for them so far. But that'll be fun. That's on CBS SN on Thursday night. We're definitely going to be tuned into the Wagner highlights since we do follow Wagner. Then on Saturday, we have Central Connecticut at Duquesne, both two and three. Then we have Sacred Heart on the road at Yale. And then we have Bears versus Sharks. Long Island goes up to Orno to take on Maine. I didn't realize Maine was only one and five. I thought they were better than that, hmm. but apparently not. I They almost beat FIU. They yeah, did not do well against... They beat Stony Brook, and then, oh, they fought well with, with Richmond, but Long Island and Maine? Oh, yeah. If that's on ESPN+, Plus, that is... Throw it on the quad box. Done. Sharks vs. Oh, Bears just Netflix. sounds like a bad Netflix movie, but I'm into it. Yeah, I mean, Sharks Sharks vs. Bears, Tornado. Mm-hmm. It's on Sci-Fi Network, yes. So there's a couple of different um, things that we do. We do some winless FCS watch which is basically everybody gets one watch. We want to make sure everybody gets a win here at this point and try to watch. Uh, there's a few. The Southland has like five, uh, three teams that have no wins on the year, but they will play each other, so they'll have opportunities for that. Fordham is at Stony Brook. Uh, Ramley going to the Seawolves. Not too sure that they get a win there, but, I mean, that's kind of proximity. Maybe it's a little bit of a rivalry there. You also got our beloved Indiana State Sycamores. Uh, going to uh, Illinois State, the Redbirds there. Maybe, maybe they got a shot. I mean, Indiana State has been close within two, within seven. The past, maybe they got a shot here. Then we have our our beloved uh, Western Illinois Leathernecks hosting Missouri State. Missouri State is coached by Bobby Petrino's son-in-law, and they are currently one and four and zero and two in the uh, Missouri Valley Football Conference. So maybe Western Illinois. We can hope. Definitely. Seems promising. So maybe. Um, I wanted to uh, just mention Richmond at Rhode Island. That that seems like a really fun one. Uh, Rhode Island spider fight. Spider Spider versus Ram. Really, really fun one. Um, I also wanted to mention our, our favorite conference, the WIAC. So if you don't know what the WIAC is. Uh, it's it's a it's a conference a division three conference in Wisconsin. It is it called, really did wake up feeling the cheesiest. It really did. Um, it is called the Wisconsin Intercollegiate Athletic Conference. Um, they are in conference, and there are there are eight teams in conference. So this this may be the first week that they're doing this. Uh, but shout out to College Football Commission on Twitter who pointed this out to us. Um, it is basically every single W. IAC team are playing each other this week. Uh, so you got Wisconsin Lacrosse versus Wisconsin Platteville, uh, Wisconsin Whitewater versus Wisconsin River Falls, Wisconsin Stevens Point versus Wisconsin Stout, and then you got Wisconsin Eau Claire versus mm-hmm. Wisconsin Oshkosh. <laughs> Oshkosh. I would like yes, as in Bagosh. <laughs> Bagosh. <laughs> I would like yeah. to propose that we pronounce this conference if it is not already pronounced this way. The WEAC. The WEAC. We. I. 
Oops, yes. all Wisconsin. Yes, we. Yes, yes. Seconded. Also wanted to give a shout out to the VMI versus the Citadel. They play uh, this game. I forgot the name of the rivalry though, but let me go ahead and copy the. We had some of our Discord folks remind us of these games because I thought there were some weird trophy games coming up. And this one is the military classic of the South. That's, that's right. Kind um, of lame, actually. Yep. The the little trophy looks pretty good. It's like a little, uh, you know, military helmet with a, a plume. It's a drum major hat. Yeah, yeah. looking good. Then we have our, our Pitt State Gorillas. Uh, they're playing MSSU, which I don't know who MSSU is. I should have researched this beforehand, but, you know. Sickos Didn't committee have time. Googles things. MSSU? Is somebody Googling or do I need to? I'm Googling. Oh, okay. I assumed you already were. Football. Uh, Missouri Southern State. Okay. Nice. So it's the Missouri Southern State Lions versus the Pitt State Gorillas. Hmm. They play for a rivalry trophy. Uh, it is called the Miners Bowl. It's like a miner's hat on like a little trophy stand. A very old school looking miner's hat in a trophy stand. Amazing. I would love to know the the why behind that particular trophy. Does it have a Wikipedia I had page? the same question earlier and did not look it up. They stole Bob's hat and wouldn't give it back. I, I love I love the, you know, it's like random stuff. Random uh, bric-a-brac is the best trophy. Here's this thing yeah. that I found on the ground. Here, they have, um, you know, the rivalry game with, you know, Missouri Southern State. I just don't, it doesn't, it doesn't give me any history on the, mm -hmm. if you got any information on this miner's hat, uh, hold on, here we go. No, that's Northwest Missouri. It is not Missouri Southern. All right. Yeah. Uh, you got any information? Pitt, Pitt State experts sound off in the comments because inquiring minds Do would it. like to know. Yes. Yell at us about this trophy. Somebody typed in games with tickets under $10. Yeah, so this is something that Jordan ran through last week that I thought was kind of fun. But uh, so looking at ESPN's schedule for the week, you could get into UTEP at FIU for nine dollars. Uh, West Virginia at Houston as low as two dollars. Hey, Yay. <laughs> SMU East Carolina for as little as four dollars. Let's see, we've got Temple North Texas, Kent State Eastern Michigan. Illinois, Maryland, hmm. Ohio, Northern Illinois, uh, Marshall, Georgia State for $10. Oh, that's a good deal. There are four games. You know, there are many games on that list that I would mm -hmm. go to. So, yeah, if you're in the right area and looking for something to do, there's always, you know, I mean, it, it, all football is good football. That's why we're here. It, it really go is the, the whole go, bogo. If you can mm -hmm. get in for $2. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Buy two tickets for four bucks. <laughs> Amazing. All right. That's what I believe we have for the entirety of the podcast. Uh, does anybody else have anything to say or anything like that? All no, right. I got nothing. And we should wrap up. Okay, totally. Yeah. Thank no, be good. Make good choices. Thank you for listening to the Sickos Committee podcast. See you on Sunday evening.